0: Welcome into the WCIA 3 in 1 podcast. Illinois football was rocked, they were chalked, and they were jayhawked against Kansas on this Friday night. They fall in their first game of this season on the road to Kansas 34 23. The final as Illinois falls to 1 1 on the season. Kansas up to 2 0. I'm Andy Olson, joined by Brett Barons who is on the scene, I think in Kansas still. I don't know where the hotel's at. <laughs> it might be on the Missouri side of the border, but in that general area, we'll call it the the, just the Lawrence area. Uh, Brett, you were there. You, you've been there for over 24 hours, saw them arrive. It's there all day. I'm sure there was a lot of excitement about this game. I saw there was a good amount of Illinois fans there, and then... As soon as Kansas, even the Illinois first drive, they won the, the coin toss and they got the ball first. And uh, that's about when the excitement ended for the Illini.
1: <laughs> we saw that excitement go away pretty quick. Illinois uh, three and out its first offensive possession. Very uninspired from the Illini offensively tonight and defensively in the first half as Kansas absolutely comes out and punches mm-hmm. Illinois in the mouth. It was 21-0 before it felt like he even blinked as Illinois just did not come out of the gates well. So much to play for in this game for the Illini. Talking to the players after the game, they just said they had felt like they had a poor week of practice. And that carried over into the game. And it's really kind of inexplicable about what what I saw tonight. I mean, I expected Illinois to come out, be aggressive especially offensively and even defensively. And Kansas just ran up and down the field offensively and did whatever it wanted to do. And what it did was score a whole lot of points and put up a whole lot of yards, Andy, in this win for them. And this is a great win for Kansas. They moved to two and O on the season and they really show that they're in a better place than Illinois program wise. Both of these coaches, Lance Leipold, Brett Bielema hired the same year, a couple of years ago, both in year three and Kansas comes out and hangs 28 in the first half, and it was essentially over at that point. Now, Illinois did make a run late to cut it to 34-23. Had a chance, but it was too little too late. You you can't score one touchdown in the first half against a lackluster defense like Kansas is. I mean, they were one of the worst defenses in the country Mm -hmm. last season. And I don't feel like Kansas is a strong defense. I feel like Illinois was just that poor offensively in the game. And it's a 34-23 loss, first loss of the season. And, my, what a different feeling it is after you have to come back against Toledo last week and win that 30-28, to you really struggle to do much here offensively. And uh, we'll break it down coming up, but it, it just felt different, Andy, on the field watching the game tonight when you saw Jalen Daniels that's a next difference level player Uh, when you compare him and what he's able to do and what the weapons he has they looked like they were just on a different level than illinois tonight and the difference is that they dig themselves a hole illinois does and they're not able to get out of it and uh and look it i know it's 34 23 it felt a whole lot further than that uh on the field tonight and in the stadium this felt more like a 44-20 game, is how I would phrase it.
0: Yeah, I think you got to start with Jalen Daniels. Misses week one against Missouri State. And I imagine maybe if this game had been week one, I have the feeling that Daniels probably would have been able to play, but with Missouri State being in town, decides to just throw Bean out there, the backup quarterback, and then Daniels makes his season debut against the Illini. And that, of course, was the talk from everyone. I mean, we all know how good Jalen Daniels is. He's the preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year for a reason. There's a very good chance he outright wins Player of the Year, not just preseason this year. Uh, And when he goes for over 270 yards passing, only 24 on the ground, he didn't really need to, though, when you can hand it off to a guy like Devin Neal who goes for 120 yards on 10 carries. But, Brett, to me, it it just felt like how everyone had previewed all season – Daquan Finn, as good as he is, Jalen Daniels is a completely different level when it comes to dual threat quarterbacks. And one play specifically that we were talking ahead of time was that uh, juke of Johnny in the end zone on their third scoring drive that really became the difference in the game. And it allows a guy like Daniels to show off that athleticism and, and, and that difference making. And, you know, plays like that are the reason why Kansas comes away with the win instead of Illinois.
1: Yeah, it, we're talking about right before halftime, Illinois finally scores as Luke Altmeyer finds Tip Bryman in, in the back of the end zone and they get on the board and you feel like Illinois has some positive momentum there uh, less than a minute before halftime. It's 21-7 at that point. And there's only about 40 seconds left in the half. Kansas gets the ball back and goes right down the field and scores four plays, 75 yards and you just felt the air deflate out of Illinois heading into halftime. And it looked like Johnny Newton had the sack or and would have been a safety in the end zone. Uh, but Kansas able to march right down the field, do whatever it wanted to do. And in just 36 seconds, scores to go up 28-7 at half. And Brett Bielema and the players noted afterwards that they felt different because of that. And rightfully so 28 to seven compared to 21 to seven does feel a whole lot different and credit Illinois for sticking around. They were able to string some things together in the second half, but it just never felt like it was in jeopardy in the second half. And, and that's a disappointing result for Illinois who I thought on paper I was really conflicted this week coming into this matchup, Andy, and I ended up picking Illinois before the game. 34-31 was my final that I had, and I picked Illinois. I got Kansas on the 34. Uh, I had Illinois on the 34 for my prediction, but, you know, I just felt like Illinois would come out and compete, and by and large they didn't, and I think that's very disappointing, especially trying to build off of last week where – you drove down and you were able to beat Toledo and and hold off a really solid rocket smack team. And this just showed the difference about where these two teams are at tonight. And there's certainly some positives to build upon. I don't want to make this all negative, but uh, you you just leave with a very sour taste uh, in Alana nation's mouth about the results and, and you should. And Brett Bielema not happy after the game with, with the results, penalties still continue to be an issue for this team. Uh, they had 58 yards in penalties tonight. And and that's, like, it's it's the things that I think the team talks about and coming out of last week where those were an issue, 100-plus yards in penalties last week, the mental errors, things that the, Illinois is beating itself. And those are traditionally not Brett Bielema things. Usually, Brett Bielema teams don't beat themselves, and and yet we find ourselves here talking about how Illinois is really beating itself. And you can't give up 539 yards of total offense on the road and expect to win. That's not going to happen. And yet that's where Illinois was at today. And uh, I asked Robert Rosenthal in our Sunday no huddle, "What are you more discouraged about, and what's more concerning, the defense or the offense's lack?" Of anything in the first half, and he went defense, and I, th- I think I'm right there with him. What's the identity of this defense right now? I, I, I really don't know. Uh, in in Aaron Henry's second game here, taking over as D coordinator, uh, I-, I don't know where this identity is at, and and I don't think that's a good place to be for Illinois.
0: There's much to be said about the defense in the coming weeks and the coming months, I'm sure. Not to say that the defense can't be fixed by the end of the season, because was it Ryan Walters? third game where the virginia game where this was not similar to 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 this maybe feeling wise it's a little similar but score wise it was a lot different virginia put up over 50 in that game um i'll have to do a little research of the 2021 season because it's not coming to mind right now it was either second or third i believe uh that season for illinois so right around the same place where aaron henry's in his first season as defensive coordinator but there's more than just what was the defense that was wrong for the Illini. Brett, I ask you, what's wrong with the offensive line? Because when I'm looking at the stats, Luke Altmaier sacked six times. You know, some of those could be on him. He needs to get out of the pocket. I feel like he scrambled enough. He led the team in rushing once more, including a 72-yard score. Uh, ended up being the Illini's middle score, their second one. When you look at the running backs... Reggie Love has 45 yards. Josh McCray has 20 yards. Caden Fagan gets one carry, his NCAA debut, five yards. But for a team that had a guy like Chase Brown last year who would constantly go for 100 yards, you just have to wonder like, where that production is at on this year's team and if it's ever going to get to that point.
1: Yeah. I feel like they're searching for an identity on both sides of the ball. It was a third game in 2021 at Virginia. Remember that was coming off the UTSA loss yeah. where this program was really searching for an identity under Brett Pilama. And at, you, you had the high then of beating Nebraska and the, in the opener and the debut, and then the loss to UTSA. And then you go to Virginia and just get trucked in a big loss there. And so there was some comparisons to the Indiana game afterwards tonight. And the Virginia game got brought up, but Brett kind of pushed back on that a little bit in terms of uh, comparing. I think the Indiana game really stuck out to me about how Illinois needed some kind of turning point, wake-up call. Uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah Adams, Tariq Barnes, Johnny Newton talked after the game tonight about how the leader stepped up and, and had a meeting after the game here and, and had a talk with the guys and just said, look, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but who do we want to be? You know, like, and this is obviously not who Illinois wants to be. The difference I would say from they, they were comparing it to the Indiana game a little bit, but remember that Indiana game last year, uh, Illinois dominated <laughs> in, a, yeah, in a lot of areas. Like They, the same, they should have like. won the game. This, this is a lot different. This is more to the Virginia look back in terms of where they just got it handed to them. And, and they made some changes after that. Um, ultimately it didn't end up in a bowl game but like illinois was able to to bounce back later on uh and uh, if you remember that penn state game back in brett's first season was was the real turning point for that and and, uh, a big marquee win and maybe ironic you get penn state here coming up next week at home on a on a big noon kickoff in champaign but uh they, they they need to find some identity, and I'm still searching for what that is. I don't really know what that is on really either side of the ball other than Luke Altmeyer. I feel like that's where your identity is. They did go pass heavy tonight, but I feel like that's part of what the game was. Um, you know, 28 pass attempts, I, I can't really argue with that. They tried to run the ball early and give Kansas a lot of credit, especially the defensive line. Early on, they rose to the occasion. Now, do I think this is a good Kansas defense? No, <laughs> but, like, they stepped up. You you got to give them credit, and, and they're the ones that were the aggressors. And so it, it comes back to Illinois' offensive line and saying, what needs to change? Julian Pearl got hurt, had a big club on his hand, had it all wrapped up. He wasn't the same after that happened. He missed some time there in the first half and was able to come back, but just wasn't the same. Uh, zai chrisler he's been a little banged up coming into this year and in training camp uh, you're working in josh and in, in the center position josh geski's bouncing around isaiah adams then moved uh, from the right side to the left side today when pearl was out uh, just with some switching around there and so all right opposite should have been uh, with that with those guys but you know, I, I just think there's some soul searching right now. I think these guys are trying to figure out what their identity is going to be and and who they are. And after so much success last year, I mean, I think they only gave up 12.8 points per game. You know, this is not that. They're having to really, really figure some things out. And it doesn't get any easier with, I know you and I are both really high on Penn State this year coming in and Drew Aller coming in. Uh, now, he's not the most versatile guy, I don't believe. So, you know, you're not going to see a a Jalen Daniels type or um, a Finn type where, you know, they're maybe going to be a slippery getting out of the pocket. But, hey, man, they got to figure it out quick here because, you know, you've got a Penn State team that's one of the best in the country coming to your house and and, uh, pretty sour taste leaving Lawrence tonight.
0: Yeah, and that's where the secondary really needs to get figured out because of how good Drew Aller has been for Penn State Um, He's played one game this season, but in his moments last season, filling in for Sean Clifford, um, he impressed me. That's why I'm so high on Penn State. So I'm excited to see what that Illini secondary has drawn up to try and stop him. But like you said, it's not going to be the same as these past two weeks as far as trying to stop the quarterback. It's going to be a little bit more traditional. Uh, Luke Altmaier. I would say an all right line today as we kind of like get towards the end of, you know, our talking points on this game. And we turn the page towards the rest of the season. But 19 for 28, 202 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. One of them was forced at the very end of the game. Uh, The other one came a little bit earlier. Um, And overall, you know, it's it's his second game in the system. It wasn't as pretty as game one. Uh, but certainly, I don't think there was anything in this game that was uh, a negative takeaway for me.
1: No, I think Illinois has its quarterback, and I think they feel really good about that. I'll give Luke a lot of credit. He got absolutely crushed <laughs> on oh, the two-point conversion play. Yeah, And the defender lowered his head right into Luke's shoulder pad area, like right in your chest. And Luke was on the ground for a little bit, was able to pop back up. We saw John Paddock come in. Uh, for that two-point conversion, which was successful, but man, I, that dude's tough. I mean, he he was able to come back into He's the game. A lot of big hits through two weeks. I feel like he has, and the six sacks tonight certainly concerning uh, moving forward for Illinois. I, I feel like you know, if if I do have one big ripe so far, two games in, it's got to be the offensive line uh, on that side of the ball. They've got to get that figured out because it it's. Not the same as it was last year, and and you gotta have that cohesiveness. You've gotta have that gel, and they just don't have that yet. And so, and that's and that's evident, and it's evident in the pass pro, and it's certainly evident in the rushing attack, which, like you mentioned, they don't have Chase Brown, but they also don't have the kind of push that they had last year. And so, it's it's different. Um, Got to figure it out quick, man, because Penn State's not gonna lay anything down for you. You almost wish you had the FAU game coming before. up before Penn state, mm-hmm. you know, but that's not how the schedule lays out. And so it was going to have to come out and try and compete.
0: A couple of positive notes here. Griffin Moore having his best game yeah. in an Illini uniform from Bloomington, Illinois, four catches, 56 yards. One of them, a big third down conversion early. in the. And game. he was
1: tough, man. Like he made some catches where you just were like, Whoa, that's, that's what it's supposed to look like on a tough catch. And what, you know what Kansas was doing by and large, Kansas made some tough catches. I give their receivers a lot of credit. Luke Grimm went up and got some balls. Uh, Lawrence Arnold, you know, they combined for eight catches on both of those guys for a hundred plus yards and and I mean quick hitter stuff, like chunk plays for sure. I think absolutely crushed Illinois tonight. Think, and those guys were a big part of that.
0: I think Illinois off or excuse me, Kansas's offense is incredibly underrated at the national level because if you look at the way that lance leipold likes to it's not even that he just has guys to go make these plays it's the scheme that he uses where he manipulates the defense and tries to confuse them as much as possible i feel i feel like that was incredibly evident tonight um, because everything that i've heard about kansas coming in is about how much they try and confuse the secondary. And it certainly felt like that that was uh, the case at some points on the night uh, continuing. And they said that oh, afterwards,
1: I should add that like yeah. even some of the players are like, man, they, the stuff they were running was confusing and, and it, and it got the best of them.
0: That's Kansas football right now, man. Uh, to continue on some of the, the good stuff that came out of the game. Like I said, Caden Fagan, first career rush, the NCAA, won, uh, one carry, five yards, gets in there before Aiden Loffrey. He's kind of the, th- maybe he's the third back right now. And I, I feel like that's, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I would have thought that uh, a year in the past, uh, that Caden Fagan would be that third choice running back as a true freshman. But, you know, the kid from ALAH uh, continues to impress. We just keep hearing good things from him.
1: Yeah, we did see Aiden Lawfrey with a punt return. He had a nice or a kickoff return. Excuse me, he had a nice one for 30 yards uh, in the first half. Uh, but I was a little surprised to see uh, Caden in there. Kind of caught me off guard to catch <laughs> catch uh, number three in there. But he was able to come in and and make a nice positive run uh, in the second half there for Illinois. So we'll see how that comes out going forward. But you know. Wouldn't expect him to get a ton of carries. just nice to see him out there on yeah, the field. And contributing.
0: I was going to say, this is his first game as far as redshirt eligibility goes. Um, so we'll see if he's got three more to to retain his redshirt. Um, Malik Elsey getting in there a few times today as well. That's two games appeared in for him. Uh, those are just the two freshmen that come to mind as far as redshirt um, counting. Uh, but Brett, as we turn the page to next week, we've brought up Penn State a good amount already uh, what do you think this line closes at right now? I think it's uh Penn state 12 and a half. If I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, that's what it was before the game tonight. I would yeah, I think it's going to change now two plus touchdowns uh, for uh favoring favoring Penn state. And, and we'll see, you know, how that plays out, but uh, Illinois is definitely going to be an underdog and, and rightfully so after the performance tonight, and it's, it's a big test next week. So we'll see how it plays out for them. But, Illinois is going to have to play better. Uh, if they play like they did tonight, it's, it's going to be a blowout. So uh, that's a lot of soul-searching in, in the Smith Center this week for the Illini. Um, they're going to have to practice better. They said that was an emphasis that they did not practice great this week. Uh, and so they we'll have to turn some things around. We'll see. We'll
0: have to look up what um, how many points they were uh, underdogs the last time these two teams played. Like you mentioned that game.
1: Oh yeah, it was like twenty six or something okay. like that,
0: and they won uh, out. Like, there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was. It's possible. One of the biggest upsets in in Illinois history, yeah. if I remember right. I, I, I it wasn't the. Uh, what was it uh, Michigan State a couple of years ago was the biggest comeback? Wisconsin yeah. in twenty nineteen was one of the uh, one of the biggest upsets of all time in Illinois history, but. It was definitely 20-plus.
0: It was up there. So we'll see what this one ends up at. Brett, any last thoughts as uh, we turn the page to a new week? Uh, Illinois got an extra day of rest, extra day to prepare for Penn State. The Lions get going tomorrow. Uh, But I have a feeling that they are going to want to put this one behind them and uh, just go full force into PSU week.
1: Yeah, they're going to definitely have to ditch this film pretty quick and and figure some things out and figure out who this team is going to be. I think that's one of the biggest things that they've got to really look at their schematics, look at their personnel and say, what are we doing here? How are we doing it? Is this the best way to do it? And, And what can they do better to put themselves in a position to succeed? Some of that stuff is on themselves with... Uh, you know, not beating yourself with penalties or missed tackles, mental errors, those types of things. Other things there could be schematics where they've got to decide, and personnel-wise, that, hey, look, what's the, what's the best way for us to succeed? Because they're getting exposed in a lot of areas, especially defensively. And so uh, <laughs> it's why they play the game, right? It's, it's going to be fun to go out and see how they can compete with a Penn State team where everyone is going to pick Penn State and uh and that's that's rightfully so after what we saw tonight but you know for illinois to keep progressing and moving forward they're just going to play a better brand of football next week
0: all right brett week two down this season keeps chugging along 10 more to go you heard brett talk earlier about the sunday no huddle you'll see that in the podcast feed on sunday with robert rosenthal we recorded it in Lawrence this time, of course, it'll be in full on our website if you want to watch as well, as well as the uh, Sunday 10 o'clock broadcast. Brett, thanks so much for joining me from Kansas. Safe travels back. Let's get this next week started. Uh, and no more Friday night games. I know there's one more yeah. coming up, but I'm I'm over it.
1: <laughs> Friday night's not great for us TV people with. No. Friday football fever, high school football, all of it combined into one. So... One more of these, and then we're going to put these uh, Friday nights to bed, hopefully.
0: Let's just keep them separated. I I think everyone can agree. Let's keep college football on Saturday. All right, thanks so much for joining us, you the listener at home. We will catch you after the next one. Illinois falls to Kansas 3423. For Brett, I'm Andy. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.